Does the idea of going to a party, especially a party where you don't know anybody, does that bring up a lot of anxiety for you when you think about different types of conversations that you have with people? Is there this sometimes awkward space that comes around and you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, and it just feels more and more awkward until your brain is just screaming, like, let's get the hell out of here. You ever feel like you have this weight on you that when you're with other people, you start to feel really different. As you look around, you see other people and they're easily having conversations and they're laughing and they're, they're enjoying each other's company. But on the inside, you're just can't wait to go home. Well, you probably have some social anxiety and I can relate. I do too. It is not my favorite thing to go and be around a lot of people, especially people that I don't know. But I've had to learn some skills of how I can overcome that social anxiety so that I can show up and interact and pretty good at it. I mean, it's still not my favorite thing to do, but I can do it now. And if that's something you're interested in learning some of those skills, then stay tuned because that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do that, please remember, like, subscribe, and share. It really helps the algorithm. It only takes you a second. And you'll have my undying gratitude and appreciation. So let's dive in. Social anxiety. So let's dive in. Social anxiety. What is it? How do you manage it? And how do you get to a point where you're not feeling like the king of awkwardness when you get around other people? So how do you get over this social anxiety? Well, you don't get over it. In fact, part of the thing about social anxiety is, is that it's a very, very normal thing to feel. We all have this sense. It's a primal emotional impulse that when we see someone that we don't know, we don't know exactly if they're a friend or if they're a foe. There's an assumption when we first meet somebody that they are an enemy. This comes from that primal impulse for us to just protect ourselves. Back 10,000 years ago out on the Serengeti, when we were tribal people, if we ran into somebody that wasn't from our tribe, we didn't know if they were going to cut our heads off and shrink our heads down to the size of an apple or not. So we've developed ways in which we can get signals from other people to decide whether or not they're safe. One of those signals is eye contact and smiling. If somebody smiles at you, there's a sense of like, oh, okay, this person is safe. And if they create eye contact with you in not a creepy way, then it's also a feeling that they're safe. But this is where body language comes into play. If I am closed off and closed off like this and protecting myself, well, I'm indicating to the other people that I am afraid. If I'm more open and I put my shoulders back a little bit, drop my arms down to my side, and I have a position of confidence, well, that indicates to the other people that I'm also safe. Now, the good news is by knowing these things, when we get into social situations, we can know that other people are feeling the same thing that we're feeling. And so we can open ourselves up. We can slow down our talk. We can smile. We can make eye contact. And when we do that, it indicates to the other person that we're safe. And when they feel safe, then they feel like they can share with us. And when they feel like they can share with us, then I feel like I can share with them. And that's essentially what socialization is. It's simply learning to share information, learning to care, learning to be able to understand if the other person is safe. Because if they are safe and we can cooperate together, then that gives us a better chance of survival if there's a bear out there trying to chase us. So learning to slow down, smile, open yourself up, 
These are all skills that you can do and it helps the other person feel a sense of safety, connectedness with you. And it gets rid of that sort of awkward sense of feeling that can happen in the midst of a conversation. Besides body language, one of the things that you can learn to really help with your communication and feeling a sense of more connectedness when you're in a social, when you're in a social situation is to learn to ask questions. See, when you have a conversation with somebody, it's generally just a series of back and forth answering questions. And if you come with closed ended questions and a closed ended question is a question that just requires a yes or no answer, then you're not going to have a stimulating conversation. So if you say to somebody, how are you doing? That's a closed ended conversation. That's a closed ended question. They're going to just say, oh, I'm fine. But if you ask an open ended question, that's going to give them the opportunity to expand on what it is that they're processing. It's going to give them an opportunity to expand on what's going on with them. When I'm in a new situation with somebody that I've never met before, it can feel kind of awkward. And if I'm just asking closed-ended questions, the conversation is not going to go very far. And an open-ended question, a technique that I like to use is just asking for an opinion about something. So it can be something like, what do you think about fill in the blank? Or what's your opinion on this and that? Or how do you feel about when this particular thing happens? And it's a way to engage the person and their thought, you know, that they have to actually think about what their opinion is. It gives you an opportunity to learn about them, learn about what they like, they don't like. Because part of what you want to be able to do when you first meet someone is build rapport. And the best way to build rapport is by asking questions about them personally. Why do we go to all the trouble to make eye contact, to smile, and then ask an open-ended question? And the reason is because we're trying to build rapport. And rapport is that sense of this person is safe. I can talk to them. The more we build rapport, the less awkward the conversation starts to feel. So by doing these simple techniques, the other person will feel more connected with you. You'll feel connected with them. And then there won't be that awkward space that happens in between the conversation. But if it does happen, if you do get that sort of a lull, in other words, maybe you just ask them a question and they've gotten done answering it and then they say nothing, right? And you're like, okay, I, I don't know what to do here. I don't have another question to ask them. What I would do in a situation like that, if they haven't asked me back, my opinion would be, I'm going to give them my opinion unsolicited. So let's say, I don't know, we're talking about, I'll say something like, so what's your opinion on global warming? And then they give me their opinion on global warming. And I listen and I nod and I smile. I might even reflect back to them some of their opinions to see if I'm getting it right. And then once they're done answering that question, there's a lull because Maybe they don't have good social skills to know that they're supposed to ask you a question next. What I do in a situation like this is if I've just asked them an open-ended question and they've answered and they haven't asked me my opinion or asked me another question, what I will do is I will simply unsolicitedly give them my opinion about the thing that I just asked them about. And it's a really quick and easy way to get that back and forth thing going. I ask an open-ended question, they answer, 
and then I also answer my own question for them. Let's say now you're getting ready to go to this party and you've psyched yourself up. You've got a list of open-ended questions. You've got your teeth brushed so you can smile brightly and you're ready to make eye contact. When you get there, what do you do next? Because like most people, you kind of look around and you try to decide who it is you're going to go connect with. Now, this is a really important piece of this. Oftentimes you'll see people that are like in a circle and it almost becomes like impossible to break through the circle. How do you, when there's a bunch of these little circles going on, enter into one of these conversations? What you want to do is simply go up and stand and listen. And eventually the group will kind of like widen a little bit and you'll start to be able to be included in that group. Now, generally speaking, when there's a group like this, there's just one or two people maybe having the conversation and the rest are kind of standing around acting as if they're just observers. And this is completely fine. This is a great way to get your feet wet. Just walk in and become an observer. But there's also some things that I like to do and a couple of different kind of people and personalities that I tend to be drawn to. And this is the people that I enter into the room and I look around and I look for these two people. The one type of person is the person who can't shut up. They just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You don't even have to work very hard to get them to talk. And then you just simply listen and nod and smile and maybe ask a question here and there. My son-in-law, his dad is this way. We went over to dinner there a couple of nights ago and I sat next to his dad and his dad wasn't saying anything. He was silent. And I just said, what's new? You know? And again, open-ended conversation because they can't just say yes or no. They have to think, oh, what is new? What's going on? What's going on in my life? And then this guy, he just blah, 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 blah. And like for the next 15 minutes, he was just talking, 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 talking. And that's his defense mechanism, but it makes me feel good because then I could just sit here and listen. And as an introvert, I don't have to do much work. And that really helps me. The second type of person I'll look for is somebody who's just like me. They're introverted. And so they're off to the side and maybe they're hanging out and nursing their drink. And you can just tell that they feel a little bit awkward about being there. So if I go up and I engage them and they feel safe with me, their awkwardness is going to start to go away. And it really becomes like a gift that I'm giving to somebody else. I'm simply going up, introducing myself, saying, hey, how are you doing? And then I'll ask them an open-ended question and probably one less loaded than what's your opinion on global warming. But I'll ask them an open-ended question. What do you think about fill in the blank? And this just puts people at ease. And then that's where the conversation can start to flow. And if they don't ask you the question back, just simply answer the question that you just asked. And after a while, the ice will start to break. They'll start to feel more of a sense of safety and rapport being built in that moment. And that's what we want to be able to do because we are social creatures and we do need socialization. Even if we don't think we do, we do. We need it for our own mental health and our own mental well-being. Anyway, I hope this was helpful for you. If it was, please like and subscribe and make a comment. I would love to hear from you. And if you do suffer from some social anxiety, go to my website, chuckchapman.com, fill out the form, and let's figure out a time that we can talk about what's going on and help you build more strategies about how to overcome your social anxiety. That's what I got today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.